Greetings and welcome to the second episode of A Stone in Zion, a podcast of the sermons here at Zion Lutheran Church in Reedfield, Wisconsin. I am Pastor Peter Kesting, and today we looked at a section of God's Word where Jesus was talking about wealth. And it's kind of that famous section where Jesus says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a wealthy person to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And uh, a shocking statement, especially for the disciples, but uh, really when we think about it, it emphasizes the fact that by man it's impossible. No one can, can do it on our own. We need Jesus as our Savior. It's not like it's just a, a hard thing to do to get into heaven on your own efforts, but it's something that's actually impossible. And uh, our sinful nature, that part in us that... Uh, the opinio legis, the part of us that thinks that we can do it by the law, by, by doing what's right, um, that needs to daily be uh, drowned. It needs to be worn down so that we realize that, that we need to stop clinging to our own efforts and cling to the, the work of our Savior. Um, if there's any questions that you have, please uh, send an email to me at pastor at zionlutheranreadfield.org. And I will check those out. Also, wherever you're getting your podcast, make sure you subscribe to them um, so you get notified when, when they come out. I'm going to try to do this weekly. And it um, seems like right now with the, the current podcasting system I'm using, I'm going to be keeping them up for about three months and then they're going to come down. So um, make sure you check back and uh, see the new episodes as they come out. All right, Lord's blessings to you, and we'll go ahead and begin then with the reading of the gospel and the sermon. As it comes to us today from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 17 to 27. Just a note, this will also serve as the text for our sermon today. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible 
with God. This is the gospel of our Lord. Our gospel lesson that I read to you earlier from Mark chapter 10, verses 23 to 27, will serve as a text for our sermon today. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow redeemed in Jesus, through whom all things are possible. How would you respond if I told you a story about a pastor who... Uh, stole a bunch of money from different members and did a bunch of other really bad things. And then I concluded that story by saying, well, you know, it's really hard for pastors to enter into the kingdom of heaven. That might be a shocking conclusion to that story, right? I mean, it would cause us to think for a moment because whether, you know, it's right or not, and it isn't, is People sometimes hold pastors up to a, a higher standard. They think, well, you know, if a religious leader, you know, he's got he's got one, he's got a shoe in for getting to heaven, right? He's got it in the bag. And if a religious leader, it's hard for him, well, logic would go, then what does that mean for me? Here in our text for today. Jesus talked about the wealthy, and he said there that it's hard for the wealthy to enter into the kingdom of heaven. In fact, it's, it's easier for uh, a camel to go through the eye of a needle, which is pretty hard to do. In fact, you could say impossible, right? And then the logic has to go then. What about the rest of us? Now, see, we also have to understand that the people back in Jesus' time, they, they looked upon those who had wealth as being blessed by God. And you know, that's still true today, isn't it? If someone is blessed by God, they have been given these, these uh, you know, extra income or wealth, whatever you want to call it. That's a blessing from God. That means God must really like them. So they were thinking, well, if... Those people who are blessed by God, if it's hard, if not impossible, for them to enter into the kingdom of heaven, then what hope do I have? And today, that's really the focus that we want to look at today. As we see that it's hard, if not impossible, for us to enter into the kingdom of heaven on our own. Because of the baggage that weighs us down. But all things are possible through God. Why is Jesus even bringing up the topic of wealth here in this text? Well, we have to look back earlier, right? There was that, that man who wanted to uh, follow Jesus, who wanted to, to enter into heaven, and Jesus said, well, keep the Ten Commandments. He said, well, I did all these things. But then Jesus looked at him and loved him. See, Jesus could read this man's heart. And he realized that he was wealthy and that that was his love. That that love for his money was more than his love for God. So he told him to give it up. Now keep in mind, this isn't a command for all people. This was just for this one particular person. 
because he knew what was necessary for him. But that money, it was like baggage, weighing him down. He couldn't do it. Now imagine a person who's going to try to uh, run a marathon in the summer. What if they tried to run a marathon in the summer with a big fur coat on? Wouldn't really help them, would it? You know, the fur coat, it would, not only would it weigh them down all that extra weight, but then it would give them, it'd make them too hot and it would cause them to sweat. They probably wouldn't even be able to do it. I don't think most people could run a marathon in the heat of summer with a fur coat on. I'm sure the people in the crowds would be shouting, get rid of it, ditch the fur coat. Run like everyone else does in shorts and a t-shirt because you know, when you're trying to run, you want to get rid of every little bit that will hold you back. Those people, they, they, they go for every ounce. You know, the lightest shoes, lightest clothing. Stuff that's going to create the, the least amount of drag. And I think we see the wealth was like a fur coat for this man who was trying to run the race of, of life. It was holding him back. But you know, it really doesn't have to be wealth that can do that. There are so many different things that can hold a person back. It can be the lack of wealth. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, okay, this, this section is directed towards uh, the rich. Well, and I'm not rich, so then this doesn't apply to me and I can kind of check out. But really, sometimes the lack of wealth can cause the same reaction. Uh, uh, Greed, a, a wanting of more, not being happy, not being content until you have more. This can be a baggage too that weighs us down. The truth is, just about anything can be something that could weigh us down and hold us back from what we need. And I think for this man, not only was it wealth, but also self-righteousness. I remember, go back to the, the story of the man. He, Jesus said, well, I want you to, you know, basically keep, keep the Ten Commandments. And he sort of gave a quick summary of that. You know, he said, what must I do to be saved? Well, here, you know, do not steal, do not commit adultery. He went through all the Ten Commandments. Remember what the guy's response was? He said, all these I have kept since I was a youth. Can you imagine the gall and the audacity to stand before God, one who knows your heart and knows everything you've ever said and done, and say, all these I have done since I was a youth? We don't see Jesus laughing, though, do we? I think if I was Jesus, I would have started laughing. But Jesus looked at him in love. Right? Because Jesus loved this man. And he realized this self-righteousness was no laughing matter. That because of this man's self-righteousness, he thought he was perfect. And that self-righteousness would land him in hell. It was like a one-way ticket to the devil. And this self-righteousness can be something that that all of us have in one way or another, too. 
Because I think there is that, that inborn nature in us to think, well, you know, I'm really not all that bad. And we maybe look at others who are worse. We think, well, at least I'm not like that person. Or I'm, I do more, more good than, than most people that I know. And that self-righteousness, it has a way of kind of creeping into our own minds as well. Sometimes God knocks people down a few notches. And that's kind of what he did with this self-righteous, wealthy person. He, he said, well, go ahead and sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. I think that knocked him down a few inches, or knocked him down a few pegs, because he soon realized that he hadn't kept the Ten Commandments. He hadn't kept the first commandment, which was to love God above everything else. When you're watching a movie, sometimes it's kind of fun to watch the, the, the antagonist, you know, like the, the guy who's causing the, the main guy all the troubles, to watch the antagonist get uh, their comeuppance, right? You know, if the, if the bad guy in the movie, somehow, you know, they lose their job, they lose all their money, or, or you know, they, they crash their new car into a manure truck, we just kind of say, hey, that's, that's right. That's justice there. That person had it coming. But you know, when the comeuppance comes our own direction, we often don't cheer as much, do we? And we're on the other end of the comeuppance. But sometimes God allows these things to come into our lives as a way to humble us. And we need to be humbled. This man needed to be humbled. We don't know his end story. We can hope that what Jesus said to him eventually led him to realize where he was going and he turned and became a follower of Christ. Because that was Jesus' intention. And that's his intention in our lives too, when he allows us to be humbled. When we are reminded that we are just flesh and blood, that we are sinners, that we have sinned and we need a Savior. It can be humbling, but it reminds us that we need Jesus. That we have to stop trusting in ourselves, in our own ability of keeping the Ten Commandments, and trust in the one who did keep the Ten Commandments perfectly for us in our place, Jesus. Jesus, who, who lived the life that we should have lived. And not only that, he also went on the cross and he died to take away our sins. So we could have the hope of eternal life. By ourselves, it is impossible. And that's the point that Jesus was making here when he talked about how it's hard for the wealthy to enter into heaven. Harder than a, you know, a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Impossible. Impossible. And that's the point. It is impossible on our own. But... With God, all things are possible. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. And they said, well, you know, what hope is there then for us? Now, first of all, I want to talk about that phrase, with God, all things are possible, and see what it means and what it doesn't mean. Because I've heard this verse misquoted quite a few times. Can a 
can you jump out of an airplane without a parachute and expect God to watch over you, protect you so you won't die? Well, the answer is kind of yes and no. I would say yes if God appeared to you and said, I want you to jump out of this airplane. I'll protect you and take care of you. Well, then yes, you should jump out of the airplane because Jesus told you to or God told you to. But if you don't have God giving you that specific promise, not a good idea, is it? In some ways, that's kind of testing God. And I think sometimes people use this verse here with all things, you know, God is, with all things is possible with God, they use this as a, a chance to test God. I've even heard some Christians say that uh, insurance is, is sinful. It seems kind of strange, right? But I've heard people say, well, insurance is sinful. Because, you know, if you really believe in God, you know, he's going to watch over you. He's going to make sure you don't get sick. Or he's going to make sure that nothing bad happens to your house or that you won't get into a car accident. If you're getting insurance, you're kind of assuming that God's not going to watch over you. You're banking on it. What do you think about that? I mean, well, not only in this state is it illegal not to have car insurance, but I think it's also pretty irresponsible unless you've got millions of dollars to cover um, any accidents that you might cause. See, God has never given us a specific promise that, that accidents won't happen, that, that we won't get sick. But God has given us many promises about faith. And that's where we do want to trust in God. See, we don't trust in the promises he has made because we don't know God's will. God places his hands pretty close to his chest. You know, he doesn't always let us know what his will is. You know, when you drove here to church today, did you wear your seatbelt? Well, maybe, probably. Now, if you have a little kid, did you, you buckle them up in their car seat? Now, some might say, well, you're on your way to church. There's no way God's going to let you get hurt on your way to church. But we don't know what his will is. Sometimes God does allow hardships and difficulties to come into our life. But what we do know about his will is that he loves us, that he wants us to be with him in heaven. And those are the things that we do trust in. We trust that Jesus is our savior, that heaven is our home, and that God is going to work everything out for our good here on this earth. There's not a lot of cliffhangers in the Bible, but I think this is one. Here in our text, when when the disciples were like, they're kind of at a crisis point, you know, like, okay, so these rich people who are the blessed ones of God, you know, the ones who they all thought for sure they had a shoe in and going to heaven, you know, that they were, they had heaven in the bag. Now Jesus kind of blows up their whole world and says, no, it's hard for them to enter into heaven. And then they say, well, then what can we do? What hope do we have? And Jesus just says, well, with God, all things are possible. It's kind of a cliffhanger because he doesn't really tell them how it's possible for them to get to heaven. It's sort of a, a moment where, you know, you can just see Jesus say, well, yeah, just keep watching and you'll see. Because they would. Some of them 
would witness with their own eyes how it would be possible for them to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Because they would witness with their own eyes Jesus being nailed to the cross. Jesus being hung there to die for the sins of them and for the whole world. It's a, it's a cliffhanger that we know the end to, right? How it is possible. Because with God, all things are possible. Even what seems like it's impossible for us to be saved, he made it possible by dying the death that we should have died and giving us that promise of eternal life. Now, thanks be to God that we know the ending to that, that cliffhanger and that God has used his almighty power to make everything possible for us. Now, may all praise and glory be given to him eternally. Amen. Please rise. Now, may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we'll now sing the creed and meme.